Good morning. This is the Daily Wrestling News for March 11th, 2021. We are powered by the Eastern Observer. My name is Ryan Joy, and I am coming to you live from Minutes to Bell Time Studios on the beautiful Treasure Coast of the Sunshine State. And I am joined today by John Smith, wearing his Iron Chic shirt. Good morning, John. Yes, but I don't hate Hulk Hogan nearly as much as he does. <laughs> uh, do you have an Iron Chic impression that you'd like to offer up? <laughs> I, I don't. I would just embarrass myself, but good try. <laughs> I'm wearing Ronda Rousey today, which is, uh, you know, it's like a, it's like Ronda Rousey's shirt, but it's got Joan Jett's lyrics and Roddy Piper's uh, font. So is it really a Ronda Rousey shirt in the end? <laughs> well, um, today's show, we have tons of stuff going on. We had a really newsworthy uh, Wednesday night between AEW and uh, NXT. We actually had some other news come out throughout the day yesterday, so we're going to hit the news first, then we'll close with the shows, and then we've got trivia and everything, the, all the normal stuff. Uh, I'm going to ring the bell, and when we're going to get back, we'll do the ridiculously random question. Today's ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you better question of the day is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Pick'em, a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. You can go ahead and pick this weekend's Impact show. That is up there right now and available to pick. So once you join a league, you can pick that. Um, I am planning to run the table, even though I won't. So, <laughs> John, your question today is, what is your favorite alcoholic beverage? Well, that's a loaded question. I mean, if we're saying just beer, uh, Corona is my go-to beer because, okay. you know, you can drink like 20 of those and still be fine. Um, I, I'm a bar, I'm a margarita guy. It's oh. you know, not too much, not too much mix, lots of tequila, and it's got to have Grand Marnier in it. Okay. And then uh, special special mention to the mudslide. I know it's a little bit foo foo, but uh, you know, a milkshake with Kahlua vodka and Bailey's in it, with a bunch of little chocolate chips thrown on top. You can't really go wrong. I'll have one one of those once every five years or so. <laughs> <laughs> Corona's nice. It gets it gets to the uh, gets you a summer feeling. You no matter what time of year it is when you're drinking yeah. that. Yeah, no lime though. No lime. Okay. I'm like I'm a stout guy for beer. I like um, the heavy, the like really dark, creamy style kind of like Guinness, but I don't like coffee in there. So I so it's kind of like you got to search and be careful of what I drink because I don't like I don't really like coffee. Just breaking the gimmick because I have that coffee cup all the time. I'm drinking out of its water. But anyway, on to wrestling. So we have a whole bunch of news to get into. Um, so we'll start with. WrestleMania week is going to include at least an eight-day streak of WWE programming on USA Network and Peacock. Uh, WWE announced yesterday that the Hall of Fame will be on April 6th on Peacock. So you're going to have Raw on the 7th, uh, Hall of Fame on the 6th. You'll have NXT uh, TakeOver on USA Network on the 8th. And then on the 9th, you'll have another NXT TakeOver. And then on Fox, you'll have SmackDown. WrestleMania, WrestleMania Raw, and then there's even the, the rumors that maybe NXT moves to Tuesdays, and you've got another day. So you're going to have at least eight days of WWE consistent programming on USA, Peacock, and Fox. So get ready. Get your DVRs cleared out because you're going to have a lot of content that week. Yeah, good uh, thing there's no, uh, there's no worthwhile sports to be watching that week. There you go. <laughs> now, is that sarcastic and there is some worthwhile sports, or...? <laughs> Uh, no, I'm just a football guy, man. So none, okay. of, none of the other stuff matters to me. Okay. Um, so I kind of slid in there two of our major news stories. But first, let's start with the Hall of Fame. Announced for April 6th on Peacock. It's going to be the 2020 class as well as additions for 2021. And they announced with that that Molly Holly is the first entrant. Um Molly Holly is one of those people that they bring back for the Royal Rumble and things like that. She has a really great reputation among everybody. So I'm actually surprised it's been this long that they waited to put her in. But um, congratulations to Molly Holly. John, anybody come to mind of people that you think should go in in 2021 that aren't already in? And um, 
you know, if, if you think of somebody that, and I, and, and I know that they're already in, I know it's hard to keep track, but. Um, Christian and the big show. You know what? I wrote down three names and one of them is big show. And one of them is Christian. And it's funny that <laughs> funny that you bring that up because I kind of thought we were ready for big show to go in. And then Christian was always the guy on the outside of the uh, conversation. So, um, probably not going to happen though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are going to be probably posthumous uh, inductions in about 30 years or so. Well, I don't know. I mean, they, they both said they signed long-term contracts. That probably means three years. And at the end of three years, who knows what you know they'll do. So actually, I think that's an, a new story we'll be talking about, a, about in about a year because all of the AEW contracts, I would think, are going to come up in 2022. And it'll be interesting to see if people switch or if people are really happy there and they stay. Um, so you know, I think that's a new story for a year from now. It might serve AEW well to thin out their roster a little bit because we just got so many people to to see and, you know, so many so few spots to put them in. You yep. still only have one, one weekly show. I mean, the YouTube stuff doesn't count to me. So, I mean, until you get a second network show, I don't know why you have so many, like you keep signing people, but you're never, you're not letting anybody go. Yeah. Well, and, and Tony Khan has said in various different um, uh, interviews that if it wasn't for the pandemic, he would have let some people go. They would have done some thinning, but he didn't feel right about it. So they didn't. So whatever we'll, we'll see. The other name I have written down is Kane. I think Kane would be it'd be about the right time for him to go into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, as long as we still get him eliminating people every Royal Rumble and it doesn't it doesn't mean the end of his career completely, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. I I mean my my thoughts on Kane is he's the best modern day big man out of anyone, better than Big Show, better than The Undertaker. He was more athletic, he's you know, bigger, stronger, he can do more in the ring, but he was just always handicapped by that you know under sec, undertaker's second hand kind of yeah. gimmick so he was never able to be the guy which is unfortunate but super long career from 1997 was his debut as kane and we know he was you know active before that as the fake diesel and isaac yankum and those kind of things but super long career and long run as kane and he's one of those people that reinvented himself I think he's, I mean, he's a shoe in as long as he doesn't sign with the AW. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. Um, so some other news uh, also kind of broke when I when I did the schedule there. Uh, William Regal made the announcement that we have a two-day takeover event starting on April 7th on the USA Network, followed by uh, April 8th on Peacock. So uh, that'll be the biggest takeover so far, probably about 10 matches in total, so. I think the the roster should be all kind of lining up and trying to get on that card. I would think. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Al Carl says the Undertaker. I don't know why we missed that name, but obviously he <laughs> makes a lot of sense to go into the because hall. because he's he's not done yet. He's going to have another match. Uh, a takeover, right? <laughs> well, he's got he's got to do one more match in front of the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, they got they got two takeovers and two WrestleManias during that week. So, um, also on NXT, in the very next breath, William Regal announced that Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez are the first ever NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. The reign would last about fifty minutes, and they lost them to Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon. Uh, which, John, I, I want to I'm going to bring this up here. You were calling for Ember and Shotzi to win the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic for that whole tournament. And while they didn't win the tournament in name, this kind of means they won the tournament. <laughs> they just had a well, I kind of I, I kind of feel like if they weren't going to be doing the Tag Team Championship thing, then Shotzi and Ember would have won the Dusty Cup. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think they just threw this together in the past couple weeks. Uh, and, I mean, the – I really didn't like the idea of just handing the championships over to Dakota and Raquel mm -hmm. unless they went ahead and lost them later in the night, and that's exactly what happened. So I'm totally fine with it. Otherwise, like if they had cheated their way into a win and then had those belts, I, I just don't like anybody getting handed the belt 
in in any fashion. And I know my my man Triple H had it happen to him, you know, about yeah. twenty years ago, but with Eric Bischoff in the world title. But you yeah. know, he he had a resume, and Dakota and Raquel do not. You know, <laughs> they have a. I mean, in, in in comparison, though, they're on the developmental brand. They have a, an okay resume on the developmental brand, yeah. um, and especially in the developmental brands women's tag team division, right? They have the only accolade on the <laughs> that's available. So um, I guess if you were going to hand it out, they're the right people to do it to. But I still I would have I went, I, I went with a gauntlet match or something where they got to be the last team in or maybe yeah. uh, like a multi-team ladder match, like the final four teams competing in a, in a ladder match or something like that. Yeah. So after Ember and Shotzi won the titles, they were shown walking backstage, and you saw every you saw everybody in the women's division in that uh, in that shot, including I noted. I don't know if you saw this too. Taya Valkyrie was there. You could see her from behind. So, I did not notice Taya there. I did notice Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell booing profusely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're the only two that weren't happy, and presumably also Dakota and Raquel, but um, only two that weren't happy for Ember and Shotzi. Probably your first contenders for those belts right there. Yeah. At TakeOver, potentially. So Perhaps, or maybe they'll do a three-way where, um, you know, the Raquel and, and Dakota get their rematch and then the way wedges themselves in there somehow. Sure, sure. Okay, well, further news still on the NXT side. There's a whole bunch of stuff on AEW, and we're going to get there in a second. But on the NXT side of the house, I'm so glad you're on the show today. I wish I had Gary here too, because Jordan Devlin says his travel ban has been lifted. He's coming to NXT next week. Santos Escobar, not happy. But this is a this is really newsworthy because the NXT Cruiserweight Championship has been split in half for the better part of well, the better part of the year. So um, Jet Devlin says he is the true cruiserweight. Great promo from the airport, by the way. That was really well done. I thought. It was really well done. I, I, it makes me even more excited for the match just from from the way he cut that promo. But I think Santos has just as much of a claim to that title as Jordan does. He's defended it against all comers and without having to to cheat, even though he's the heel. He yep. went through an entire tournament, you know, as you know, the round robin tournament. Too. Yeah. Sorry. The round robin tournament too. It wasn't. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. Good single elimination style but uh exactly so i mean he said he has just as much of a claim to it as as devlin does but i think they definitely need to unify yeah yeah and and i'm i'm all for it and i hope it's a takeover match and i hope it's a takeover ladder match or something you know um we'll maybe it's a barbed wire, barbed wire sparkling ladder match you know for the for the uh nxt cruiserweight championship <laughs> i i'd like to see those two in, in a two out of three falls match yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Those, whoever loses the match gets the first fall, and then the other guy gets the next two. Yeah. Yep. Well, you heard it here first, if that's what they go with. Um, yeah. So lots of news in Dynamite last night, but the, the story that it was kind of just slid in there that I think is an important story, and I'm wondering if you caught it, John. Next week, it's Dynamite. It's uh, Shamrock something or other, St. Patrick's Day bash or something. But the main event is going to be Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker. Um, it's a lights out unsanctioned match. Um, I think if I'm not mistaken, this is the first women's main event on dynamite. I could be wrong, but, and if it's not the first, it's been a long, long time since. So that's why I think that's a newsworthy story. Yeah. I can't think of any time that, they would have had the opportunity because anytime they had um, like a tournament, it went into a pay-per-view. And then of course the, the main event is the world title, the men's world title at the pay-per-views. So yeah. yeah, this is probably the first time they've had women in the main event, but yeah, we could be wrong, but I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. I can't remember one. And I'm thinking even all the times that Sheeta or Riho or Nyla Rose defended that title on, I, th I think there was another match afterwards. So um Somebody in the comments will let us know, I'm sure. But that was a big story. So another big story on Dynamite, major audio issues during the Lee Johnson and Ethan Page match. Um, I guess if you wanted to also watch basketball, 
Uh, you could have got the, the audio from the basketball game and the and the and the the visual from the the wrestling. Um, John, you were saying you thought it was a Ethan Page, you know, part of his gimmick to have the basketball in the background. I thought for sure Jack would walk out at the end, um, and I think they have a they have some storyline ways of uh, of salvaging that. But um, Tony Khan did put the whole match up, I guess, on YouTube afterwards. So they made they tried to make good on it. Um, hey, to be to be fair, to be fair, I only thought that because I was about ninety percent asleep by the time right. I was watching that part of AEW because I watched NXT first. So uh, you know, I watched it again today, and then it was clearly the audio from an NBA <laughs> game. So don't don't let these people think that I thought that, <laughs> that Ethan Page was playing audio from an NBA game in the background, and I went with it. <laughs> I think I'm more guilty of thinking it could have been a potential Shack Shack angle. At first, I thought, you know, if it had only lasted like 30 seconds and the commentary team had made a reference to it, then it would have been, you know, could have been a Shaq angle. But the fact that they ignored it the whole time, you know, obviously they worked through it. But um, we'll see if they go back to it at any point. But kind of a interesting, interesting error to have happen. But um, I didn't need the NBA on TNT commercial that followed the match. <laughs> That's one thing I didn't need. Um, it was pretty clear to me that they have NBA on that network. <laughs> um, Jungle Boy versus Danny Limelight. Um, you mentioned earlier AEW has the YouTube shows, and they're going to debut a new YouTube show on Monday, and it's going to be uh, the featured match on there is Jungle Boy versus Danny Limelight. Danny Limelight, we've seen a bunch in you know enhancement style matches and stuff like that. So, uh, but he's a talent pretty well known on the independent circuit. So um, we'll see how that show goes. But there's your first match. Um, now the biggest news though, from dynamite is just as it looked like Chris Jericho was going to get kicked out of the inner circle and the whole thing was going to implode. They turned and kicked MJF out of the inner circle. And just as it looked like MJF was about to get his comeuppance, the lights went out and he has a new group that consists of Tully Blanchard's crew and Wardlow. So it's FTR, Sean Spears, Tully Blanchard, Wardlow, and MJF, um, they killed the inner circle, and the show ended with Wardlow power bombing Chris Jericho off the stage. Um, don't worry, Jericho's okay. He landed on some crash mats, but still through a table, all that junk. So, uh, really interesting, newsworthy development on on Dynamite last night. So, yeah, hopefully they do the blood and guts thing with these two groups that they planned on doing last year with the elite and the inner circle. Yep. That's what exactly what the question that I posed when I posted a, my, the results to social media last night. I said, is this going to be the blood and guts match? I hope so. I think I think this makes a lot of sense. Um, it's a very strong feud right off the bat. So, And I should note, Sammy Guevara came back to the inner circle as part of this little production. So super newsworthy. Um, I like this group for MJF. Um, I don't think they're going to call it the Horsemen because MJF is going to have to put his own spin on it. And there's too many of them. So, um, Other news, though, on Dynamite is it does look like Christian is going to be the next challenger for Kenny Omega. That not would not have been my choice to immediately throw Christian into the world title picture. Um, but I guess that's what they're doing. So, hey, Ed, Edge is in the world title picture on the other side, so might as well, right? It would be, I mean, I think the chances of both of them winning are like as slim as it can get, right? Like, yeah. you know, you can make a case for Edge beating Roman. You can do that. But Roman's almost also the most dominant uh, universal champion that we've seen uh, in a long time. And then on the other side, I don't think you can make an argument for Christian beating Kenny Omega. I don't think that's going to happen. They're not, not with their booking. They only change that title every six months and, this one's going to be longer. So, yep. Um, and the final news story before we break into um, going through the shows in proper detail. Uh, next week, uh, and I've mentioned this on every show so far, so skip ahead 30 seconds if you want. But uh, next week, I'm going to be out on vacation, but we have taped a slate of shows that I think are going to be really fun. Um, John and I talked about WrestleMania 18. Uh, we went back, watched the show. 
broke it down match my batch talked a lot about the rock versus hulk hogan it was a, it was a great marquee match on that card um so we got that on tuesday john DeConi and i are talking about wrestlemania 4 on monday al carl gets wrestlemania 6 on wednesday and we're also coming back and doing wrestlemania 36 with al on friday travis and i will do wrestlemania 24 on thursday so a full week of shows next week and i think they're going to be some of the best we've ever done i think so it'll be fun um john any anything about wrestlemania 18 that you want to kind of uh you know commercial you know commercial for wrestlemania 18 episode anything you want to say uh, put me on the spot right there uh yeah, I, mean, I mean i i was at that show i loved it i loved the, everything about it it was the first year that they did wrestlemania access so that was cool being able to like you know i, I got to meet kane you know his hand was huge he told me he benches 525 pounds uh <laughs> back to my love of kane i guess he's the only guy i met and and i got to take a picture next to stacy keebler's butt I remember that too. The, <laughs> the statue of her butt, which would never fly nowadays. No, no, I remember them talking and show, they showed it during fan access too. Um, just I, I happen to have a quote from you during that you said during that show. You said this was the glory days of wrestling. So this is one of uh, John Smith's favorite uh, events. So do tune in to hear us talk about it. We do a great job, I think, going through it um, match by match. We're- all right, well, that's been the news brought to you by the Body Slam Brigade newsletter. Um, sign up for the newsletter yourself at bodyslambrigade.com. Almost 4,000 subscribers, and you'll get all the week's top stories put together in a simple newsletter and shipped to you on Fridays. So do check that out. So let's talk about NXT proper, John. Uh, the show kicks off um, with those announcements, but the first match, Io Shirai against Tony Storm for the NXT Women's Champion. Io Shirai comes out on top, 12 minutes, three seconds. Um, so Io Shirai remains champion. Yeah, there's a, I mean, it was nice to see Io finally get one over Tony. Um, anytime that Io loses this belt, I think will be fine with me at this point because she's had so many successful defenses against so many people. Later on in the show, she went on and challenged Raquel Gonzalez Who's now got you know got an axe to grind after she had those uh, those belts? She had she tasted gold for about well, like you said fifty minutes, and yeah. then she lost it again. So now, uh, I mean, we all thought that Raquel was the next one in line, and then we thought maybe they were going a different direction with those tag team titles. But looks like we're they're right back on course with the Raquel Gonzalez thing. Yeah, when we when Regal. Um when Regal handed those titles to Raquel and Dakota in the first part of the show, I thought, well, I guess, I guess the Raquel stuff is done uh, with EO, but they went right back to it. And uh, Raquel issued a warning. Careful Chica. So we'll see. I think that is going to be a ta- one of the takeover matches. It'll probably be the main event of one of the two shows. I would assume. Um, Pete Dunn. He killed Jake Atlas four minutes and 23 seconds. So um, we'll see where Pete Dunn lands in this whole thing too. But I, I think he's probably going to be on the takeover cards too when they get announced. So we'll see there. Uh, as mentioned, Shotzi, Blackheart, and Moon got the win over Raquel and Dakota. They're the new tag team champions. Um, Zia Lee got a win over Caden Carter. Um but she didn't certainly wasn't the one who looked to be superior at the end of the fight. So, yeah, it was a DQ victory, and I mean, I guess the, I think this is leading up to a two-on-one handicap match where Zaya Lee goes over them. That makes sense. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully Casey's back in the ring here shortly, and they can do that. But that makes total sense to me that they would do that, build her up as a monster. But it's a kind of a non-traditional monster because she's so short but so intense. So I love that. Um, Legato Del Ventasma versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. Okay, so Legato, they they start their, you know, Santos Escobar is arguing with Regal about Jordan Devlin being allowed in the country or whatever. Um, and as soon as this match starts, you know, it only goes a minute 41. Uh, as soon as the match starts, it appears that Brazengo is going to make their way out to take some sort of revenge on Legato for last week's beatdown, but they take their astronaut hel- helmets off 
and it's MSK. So now, now Grizzled Young Veterans are distracted. Legato gets the win. MSK and Grizzled Young Veterans are fighting, and Brazongo comes from the back and and uh, and takes out uh, Legato. So uh, I don't know if this is a four-way eight-man tag. What's going on here? But certainly uh, the good guys came out on top on NXT. Yeah, I think we're going to get an eight-man tag out of this next week. Yeah. Yeah, it make, seems to make sense. They didn't announce it. They announced a lot of stuff for next week. Uh, that wasn't one of the things. But Finn Balor and Adam Cole had the main event. Um, it went 10 minutes or so. Um, Kyle O'Reilly was at ringside at the end. Finn Balor hit uh, 1916 coup de gras to win over Adam Cole. And then, you know, heck broke loose afterwards. But I want to mention this match if you were to look around uh, online at different critics and stuff, they're telling you to go watch this match, that it was exceptional. So um, do go watch this match. It's exceptional. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and at the end, at the tail end, you see Finn Balor say, what took you so long? And then they zoom out and Karrion Cross is standing right behind him. Right over his shoulder. So yeah. you have two matches that got set up at, in the uh, post-match angles here because – Kyle O'Reilly came in. He pulled the Undisputed Era wrist, uh, wristband thing off of Adam Cole, and they fought out of the ring. And then you had the carrying cross angle. No physicality between Balor and Cross, but that just that that fun line of what took you so long and carrying Cross standing, you know, in his carrying Cross way over the shoulder. <laughs> hey, cross doesn't need to cheap shot you. He'll he'll punch you right in your face when it's time, and, yeah. may, and make you fear it in the process. The um. And he'll finish you off in the match by hitting you in the back of the head with yeah, his elbow. punching straight straight through your skull. Yeah, that's right. Um, got a bunch of stuff for an NXT next week, but I'm going to go and we're going to go through dynamite stuff, and then we'll circle back uh, and talk about all the stuff we have for next week. But on dynamite, Ray Phoenix versus Matt Jackson that went 14 minutes. That was a real good match. Um, so. Uh, Ray Phoenix got the win there. I, th I, th I thought that's what would happen because they keep Phoenix as kind of a strong singles guy in this perspective, but they give him a win. So, yeah, um, I think it, it went a, it went a little too long for it not being like for anything. You know, that seems sure. like a the type of match that you know should have had a title on the line or at least a title shot on the line, or you know maybe a stipulation for their tag matches on the line that would have been nice. Oh that that would be cool if they the winner got to pick some sort of stipulation. Yeah. That would have been fun. One match that didn't go very long at all though. Cody Rhodes got a win over Seth Gar Gargas or Gargas 49 seconds using the figure 4. Um but the interesting thing afterwards is we hear of we you know Cody's about to do his promo and we hear a voice camera has to zoom back to the Spanish announce table where Pentagon, Penta El Zero Medo, Medo is talking. He has Alex Abrahantes do the translation. And what was great about this is that Alex basically translated and walked alongside Pentagon. He carried all of Pentagon's swagger in the translation. <laughs> like it was very, it was very fun. Um, but it looks like uh, it doesn't look like we did get an announcement next week. It's going to be Penta versus Cody next week. So that's a fun match. I, I know who you're cheering for. Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to watch that one. <laughs> I, I think it will be a good match. And hopefully it's interesting to me that they're breaking Penta off as kind of a singles guy here. Ray is going to stay uh, and do tag team stuff with Pop, for, at least for one match. But Pentagon is getting getting a little push here as a singles guy. So uh, I'm sure it'll all be good. Ethan Page and Lee Johnson, they had their uh, wrestling match with NBA basketball playing in the background. Uh, and then after Page defeated Lee Johnson, Page, Page tried to attack him. Dustin Rhodes had to come out to make the save. QT took a walk. So uh, I don't know if we're looking at Dustin versus QT or QT versus Lee or a tag match with Nick Camarado in there too, but um, obviously they've been building to this QT issue for a long time. So um, We talked about Kenny Omega and Christian as the next program. The way we got there was that Christian was supposed to do an in-ring promo with Tony Schiavone, and Kenny Omega came out to interrupt that. 
and then Eddie Kingston came out, which, by the way, the ex explanation um, on the on Eddie Kingston selling for the sparklers on Sunday is that he had a panic attack. Um, Mox, uh, Moxley and Kingston did a joint promo earlier in the show. It was pre-taped. It's actually really good. Um, but Kingston said, you know, he had a panic attack and flashbacks to, you know, doing time or whatever. <laughs> and so that's why he was selling, uh, you know, your mileage may vary on that explanation, but at least they tried to address it with something. And the two of them, Moxley and Kingston have a really good rapport. They're very kind of like a uh, dry humor. So I guess, and uh, it was a fun promo. I liked that. Um, and it would come back during this segment because Kingston came out. Um, they attacked Kingston. Moxley makes the save. All in all. And then Omega and Christian are left in the ring at the very end. And Christian's holding the world title. And uh, So there we go. You looking forward to yeah, I like the explanation they came up with. You know, it brought them back up a couple pegs, but they got knocked down like about 20 pegs with those sparklers on Sunday. So, you know, it doesn't really make up for it, but I, I like it was very it was very creative how they how they were able to pick up the ball. You know, my I feel like my son would have believed it, you know. <laughs> well, you know, it's I mean, no well, first first and foremost, if the ring blew up, nobody would have believed that they were dead, right? Just like we don't believe Bray Wyatt's dead. But, but you know, it was a it was a clear botch on Sunday, and we knew they would come up with some sort of storyline explanation for what happened. And honestly, I couldn't think of anything. So I, you know, this was as good as they could do. I think so. Panic. And the highlight of that whole thing was Kenny Omega telling Don Callis to sixty nine him. <laughs> uh, I, I felt a little awkward <laughs> as a wrestling fan during that particular moment but you're right that was hysterical <laughs> not to be confused with big old 69 nia Jax on the other show yes um shida rio mizunami and thunder rosa they got a win over maki ito Britt baker and nyla rose uh, the highlight of this match happened before the match though maki ito as part of her entrance does this song so she's done it a couple of times I don't know if they had, didn't have enough time in the segment or whatever to fit the whole song in, but uh, she's out there on the stage singing her song. The faces run in and attack Britt Baker and Nyla Rose. They leave Maki Ito alone, so the music cuts, but Maki Ito just continues to sing her song the whole way through. Jim Ross said that if he had seen this before Black Under the Black Hat came out, it would have been a whole new chapter in the book. <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> so... I love that portion of the show. I don't. I don't know how you felt about it. <laughs> I actually missed that because I. I. Uh, I usually oh. fast forward the entrances. Yeah. You know, because you know nothing usually happens during the entrances, and then when you see somebody fighting, then you unpause it. So I. I didn't notice that, unfortunately. Oh, go back and watch that. It's. It's. I will. Comedy gold. <laughs> I will. Even the, the commentators were selling it for you know they were they were selling they were totally cracked up for it so. Um, Matt Hardy signed Butcher and Blade, and we'll get to that in when we talk about what shows are or what's coming up next week. But uh, that happened. Then Scorpio Sky lost his match against Darby Allen. Uh, it was a good match, lasted you know 13 minutes, um, especially towards the end, bunch of false finishes. Uh, but clean win for Darby Allen, and then Sky attacked him afterwards. So Sky is definitely a heel, and apparently not part of the uh, the MJF circle, which is. Uh, kind of what a lot of people were hoping for is that he would be part of the Tully Blanchard group. Um, but I, I don't think there's room for him in that MJF uh, inner circle group. So, and then that yeah, I'm interested to see how he handles being a heel because we haven't really cared much about him as a face. So, yeah, yeah, well, well, we will see. And I, you know, he's very talented and that really showed during the match. There were some really good counters that I thought, like when he countered, the suicide dive into a cutter. I thought that was really good. He'd countered the coffin drop into a pounder bomb. That was really good. Uh, and the match concluded with Darby Allen countering Scorpio Sky's uh, TKO finisher into an inside cradle. So the match match quality was really good. Um, hopefully Scorpio Sky can get this heel character going though. So, okay. Next week on NXT, 
we have Dexter Loomis versus Austin Theory, and I, I neglected to talk about Austin Theory during the uh, the recap, but he's really ticked off about have, uh, Loomis's comment that he has mediocre abs. <laughs> and even even his uh, his promo picture when they put up the two of them, where the look he's got on his face is just so weird. I love it. He's like, <laughs> he's like mad but sad at the same time in the picture. So there was a classic. There's just a classic promo between them. It was. You know, when Candace and uh, Indy had this issue uh, with uh, with the new tag champs, Shotzi and Ember, there was also Johnny Gargano and Theory in that. And that's when they had this situation where Theory's like, did you pay off the therapist? And Gargano's like, yeah, they cost money. <laughs> of course, I <laughs> failed to, like, understand the entirety, the entirety of the situation. But great stuff. Uh, Leon Ruff versus Isaiah Scott next week. Leon says that Swerve is going to have a rough landing. So, there you go. L.A. Knight makes his debut next week. Uh, you would have thought it was against Bronson Reed. Um, they even had the little scuffle backstage, but not announced as such. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be in action, and then Bronson Reed gets involved the same way L.A. Knight got involved in his match last week. Yeah, t- totally agree. Um, it should be LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes, and they do the same thing. That 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 would make sense to me. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, Thatcher and Ciampa versus Imperium. Imperium was very direct this week, and they said, we want you to join, and go ahead and bring Ciampa too if that's what it takes to get you here. Ciampa doesn't want – he's not interested, and he thinks that, in his words – a great match would be Toothless Thatcher versus old man, an old man Champa versus Imperium next week, and that's what we're going to get. So, um, yeah, Thatcher, we could we could be getting uh, Thatcher turning on Champa early. Yeah, um, maybe they'll maybe they'll save it for for the pay per view or whatever on like before WrestleMania. Who knows? Well, the inter- the interesting thing, and they and I don't think they're going to tease this and not deliver. Champa said he wants Walter during the promo. Um, and I, I'm I will sign up for that. I think that's a good match. So yeah, I was mentioning that last week. I hope that Champa versus Walter ultimately is what comes out of all this. Right. So let's let's do it. Yep, yep. So you get that turn. That, that, that could be your your NXT UK Championship match at the two day takeover. Absolutely, absolutely. It sounds good to me. I think that match has a lot of opportunity to steal the show. Actually. Um, and then no official announcement of what, about what Jordan Devlin will be doing, but he will be there next week. So that was uh, that's your NXT lineup next week. Interesting, there's a lot of stuff on there, and that's not typically what they do. Usually, you know, you get one match, maybe two. We've got four matches, five matches. So that's really strong lineup for NXT. On the Dynamite side of thing, uh, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston versus the Good Brothers. That should be a lot of fun. Should be kind of, you know. It should be a fist fight is what it should be. <laughs> yes, definitely. Cody versus Penta, as we talked about. That'll be the one Cody match that John pays close attention to. <laughs> and then you have Jurassic Express, and that's all three of them, plus Bear Country. It's like a, it's like the zoo over there. Versus Matt Hardy, Private Party, Butcher, and Blade. So that'll be interesting. Now, Matt Hardy doesn't seem to be aware of the fact that we haven't got to the end of the quarter yet. So if he gets a win here, those earnings are going to Hangman Page. So <laughs> what a moron. <laughs> I don't think he's made that connection yet. So. Uh, we have Jade Cargill in action. So sorry <laughs> to whoever in action is next week. And as mentioned, the main event is Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. So good stuff there. On to, I don't think I, I, talked about this during the rundown but we had more new japan cup this morning so i got to update everybody on the standings here so first thing first here is the score um john smith travis and my wife maggie all with 13 points after the first two matches in the second round so uh very competitive there at the top al sitting there with 12 points still which is interesting because his two of his final four are gone in the opening round, but he still managed to pick all like basically all the other matches correctly. I've got 11 points. 
John DeCani got no points this morning. So here is what happened. Uh, This morning we had uh, Evil advance over Jeff Cobb and Toro Yano over uh, the Great Okan this morning. So that's the matches that that we we had this morning. Now the fun thing about the Yano match, um, so Great Okan has like this ponytail. It's like a little tiny ponytail. And uh, Toro Yano... He tied that ponytail to the barricade. And this is typical Yano stuff. So um, Great Okan was prepared to be taped, I guess, to the barricade, because that's usually what Yano does. So he actually had scissors in his boot. So he actually cut his hair off and and got back in the ring before the 20 count, as the New Japan uh, countout rules are 20. But then, you know, referee got got knocked down. Yano hit a low blow and a spear and got the win. So Yano still gets the win over uh, uh, Great Okan. Always, always a bracket buster, that Toru Yano. So. so he cut his hair off and he still lost the match. That sucks. Yes, yes, yes. So he didn't even have a hair match. And interesting, that the big storyline around the New Japan Cup last year actually was still involving Yano and still involving hair because um, – I guess really like years ago, like many, many years ago, Yano had a feud with Hiromu Takahashi and he cut his hair off just to be a jerk. And so that came all back up because they actually had a match in the cup last year. So fun stuff there. <laughs> but Yano apparently around New Cup, New Cup season, if you see your name across the, you know, on the same bracket as Yano, um, you might as well shave your head going into yeah. the tournament. So. All right, John, WrestleMania 9 for your trivia today. Las Vegas, Nevada, Caesars Palace. It's not looking like you've watched that one too recently or maybe ever. So I've seen it bits and pieces. The first the first WrestleMania I watched live was 10. Okay. So, you know, everything before 10 was, you know, videotapes and now WWE Network looking way back in the past. Okay. Well, here we go. Let's see how let's see how you do. There's some good questions here. And uh, let's just see how you do. Uh, you get five questions. You get the simple majority correct. Gets you a win. If you win, you get the Goldberg Oscar. If you lose, you get a Hawkins. And I have been handing out Hawkins this week. So you are poised to take the lead. Uh, let me show the score. John DeCani went two for five yesterday. And Travis did the same on Tuesday. So uh, let's see if you can do better. Now, these questions might be tough, so we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm due for a dud after my perfect plex last week. Yeah, well, that's what That was what John DeCani received, too. So <laughs> Tataka and Shawn Michaels wrestled each other in the opening contest of WrestleMania 9. Tataka had Sensational Sherry in his corner. Who did Shawn Michaels have in his corner? Your choices are Diesel, Luna Vachon, Marty Jannetty, or Jim Neidhart? Luna Vachon. It's Luna Vachon. One for one. Okay. One more, and you tie John DeCani, so you're good. (laughs) (laughs) The commentary team for WrestleMania 9 was, your choices are Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan, Vince McMahon and Bobby Heenan, Jim Ross, Bobby Heenan, and Randy Savage, or Vince McMahon and Randy Savage? C. Jim Ross, Bobby Heenan, and Randy Savage? Yes. Or wait, no, it said Vince McMahon, right? Okay, so the choices are A, Monsoon and Heenan, B, McMahon yeah. and Heenan, C, Ross, Heenan, and Savage, or D, McMahon oh. and Savage? McMahon and Savage. I thought it was McMahon, Heenan, and Savage at first, but no, it's definitely McMahon and Savage. No, it's definitely Ross, Heenan, and Savage. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> was. <laughs> it was Jim Ross's debut in the WWE. So, and he gets to make the call at WrestleMania for his debut. Incredible. Uh, okay, one for two. The Undertaker was three and zero after WrestleMania nine. Who was his victim? Your choices are Jake Roberts, Diesel, the Giant Gonzalez, or King Kong Bundy. Giant Gonzalez. It was the Giant Gonzalez. This is the. Uh, if you've seen the images of Undertaker coming down in a cart with a vulture, this is that WrestleMania. So there you go. You are two for three, doing well. 
Money Inc. retained their tag team titles over this team at WrestleMania 9. Your choices are the Steiner Brothers, the Head Shrinkers, the Beverly Brothers, or the Mega Maniacs. The Mega Maniacs. It was the Mega Maniacs, Hulk Hogan, and Brutus Beefcake. Okay, so three for four. You win the week for sure, uh, and you'll be in the lead. The last question is, who walked in to WrestleMania 9 with the WWF Championship and who walked out of WrestleMania 9 with the WWF Championship? Your choices are Bret Hart walked in, Hulk Hogan walked out, Yokozuna walked in, Bret Hart walked out, Hulk Hogan walked in, Yokozuna walked out, or Bret Hart walked in and Yokozuna walked out. Bret in, Hogan out. Bret in, Hogan out is correct. Bret would lose the belt to Yokozuna. Yokozuna accepted a challenge from Hulk Hogan right away, and Hulk Hogan got the win there. So Hulk Hogan left. You went four, 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 five. So you definitely get the win. And, and if you had just accepted my answer of C on the second question and not made me uh, clarify, then I would have went perfect. <laughs> I know it's. I should have. I if I had just let you go, I, I I I don't know what what caused me to say this is the selection that you wanted, but <laughs> you made me second guess myself, Ryan. <laughs> Your fault. But that makes you ten for fifteen. Clear win. Clear or not clear win, but clearly ahead. No, not uh, ten for fifteen and nine for ten. Oh, you're right. I was looking at the wrong person. Nine for ten. Yes, clearly in the lead uh, for for trivia. And next week's trivia for WrestleMania is going to count. So you have to deal with El Carl getting two trivias in the same week. So he's probably going to run the table there. I can't remember honestly. So we'll see. All right. I don't remember my trivia from the from the WrestleMania show we did. Actually, I have no idea what you got. Whether it was one, two, three, perfect, whatever. So <laughs> so I have to rewatch it to find out. But it's counting. So. All right, let's see. In all of the talking we did today, I don't think in any of the matches we've talked about any drop kicks, but we will talk about the drop kick T-shirt now. It is twenty dollars, no matter what size you get. It's already soft style. It ships to you for twenty dollars, no extra shipping charges. Bodyslamclothes.com to pick up this shirt. Um, by the way, it supports uh, you know myself obviously, and then also I you know the artwork I pay for from a local from a uh, independent artist, so you support them too. So twenty bucks—that's the price of all the shirts out there. But this one's the featured shirt this month. So there you have it. Also, join Joey Jarzanka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the Prime Time Rundown. They take you through the world of sports. Their show kicks off at six p.m. on the Eastern Observer. Definitely something to check out. And then the Essential Wrestling Podcast, every Tuesday at 6 p.m., we're going to be doing episode 45 next week. Al Carl is the host. John Smith will be there. I am typically there, but I'm off next week. So Travis will be in my place. John DeCani is there. Gary Maheffi is there. It's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. One show to rule them all. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. on Tuesday So uh, on the Eastern Observer. So do check it out. And the Daily Wrestling News Show, that's this show. We talked about it already, about next week's lineup, WrestleMania 4, 18, 6, 24, and 36. You're going to get all those, uh, get our opinions and thoughts on all of those shows. So do check it out next week, 10 a.m., Monday through Thursday, YouTube, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. Uh, it's all it's available. And then we'll be resuming our normal coverage the following week. So. Very good, John. Speaking any? of uh, speaking of one show to rule them all, when I watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy, here's a word of advice for you: don't watch them all on the same day. <laughs> I I don't have anything good to say about the Lord of the Rings trilogy, only because I <laughs> I watched all three movies back to back to back with an ex girlfriend of mine years ago on VHS. It was that long ago. And we ordered we, we ordered Domino's twice because we were stuck at home watching these movies, and we just wanted them to end. But I know that they're actually pretty good movies, and I but I'm, I've never given them a second chance. So, so you know, I, if you're gonna 
any trilogy really don't watch them all in the same day <laughs> so i have a lord of the rings thing too here so um and it has to do with the length because i i didn't i was always aware of lord of the rings but i never you know i i wasn't deeply familiar with them so you and i are about the same age when the first one came out i think we were between 16 and 18 years old i took my girlfriend at the time my high school girlfriend we went to the drive-in movies it was a double feature lord of the rings the fellowship of the ring was the second movie and i had no idea that, that the movie was going to be 27 and a half hours so <laughs> we didn't so i'm there you know underage was 17 years old or whatever with my my high school girlfriend until two in the morning and then we had to drive the 45 minutes home from the drive-in movie theater I know people are like, you're so old that you, they had a drive-in movie theater. I know that was the case. So that yeah, there's, still, there's still a few of them out there for nostalgia reasons. And they, they, they were old school back in the nineties. That, that was like a seventies and sixties thing. That's right. Drive-in movies. And thank God they were there because you know what? They provided some uh, entertainment early in the pandemic this year, but people were doing wrestling shows and comedy shows and things from the from them because people could easily socially distance and stuff. I hope to see a big renaissance of them because there's kind of a fun thing to do. Um, anybody listening to this under the age of you know 35 probably doesn't even know what we're talking about. But <laughs> I've actually never been to a drive-in movie. Oh. Well, there you go. It's fun. You can do, yeah, you typically you have two options. You can put, take the little speaker. They have speakers on the post. You can take it and put it in your window, or you can tune to whatever the AM radio station is to listen to the audio, but they're fun. If you, uh, if you have the opportunity, you should try it sometime for kicks. Just don't be mindful. If that second movie is 27 and a half hours long, you're going to be there for a while. <laughs> Check the runtime before you go. Yes. Yes. All right, well, that's been our show. Bonus Lord of the Rings talk and drive-in movie talk at the end. <laughs> but uh, all right, we will see everybody on Monday for the big lineup of WrestleMania shows. Do enjoy them, uh, and we'll see you then.